Hey, I'm Lottie Mack and this is Modes of Making, the podcast that focuses on the process before the piece. Each episode, I'll be talking with someone new about how they do what they do. This week, we have director, photographer and poet Flora Scott. Harmonising elements of the otherworldly with the social realist, Flora makes works that speak to viewers personally, abstractly and emotionally. Flora explores collage through her practice and it feels as if she's collecting thoughts, memories and emotions. Flora's collage photography-based pieces work as if they're videos within themselves, flipping between image and location, focus and tone. They feel as if they're a breeding ground for where Flora can explore movement in stillness. Flora understands emotions. She, she taught herself to articulate it through poetry and this transcends into her work as a director of short films and music videos, capturing intimate moments and celebratory moments alike. Flora's work has been exhibited in the Photographer's Gallery in London, published in Guap magazine, Six Foot Zine and the online ID, Dazed, Vogue and Apple Crazy. Since her entry into the industry at a young age of 19, Flora has also gained commissions with the likes of Nike, Sony Music, Converse, Adidas, Refinery29, along with a growing list of creative collaborations within her own personal network. I'm really gassed to have Flora here today because her, her work ethic, work produce and upcoming work is also amazing and ex- exciting and inspirational for me. She's one of my closest friends and thus this keeps me motivated and curious at all times and I thought everyone else deserves to get exposed to this greatness too. So, Hello. Hello, thank you so much for that intro. That was lovely. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much for coming on this, what is it, Saturday morning when we're a little bit tired, but it's okay. Just a little bit. Mm -hmm. Shout out 948 for the Windrush Legacies party yesterday, making us struggle a little bit this morning, but that's fine. (laughs) Flora's not struggling because she is a boxer and she was up at... 9, 10 a.m. to Mm -hmm. go box in the park. Mm -hmm. Unlike me, who was out here struggling. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it got me up, it got me up, got me out. Get me out. <laughs> and she's alive and I'm here struggling. Anyway, cool. But we to be a bit closer to the mic. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, let's. Uh, did I miss anything from your introduction? Like, would you like to define yourself and your practice um, if I brushed over anything? No, I feel like you kind of nailed all the components to my practice because I feel like I see it as like one whole and each like um, discipline informs one of the other ones. So it's like... I liked how you like explained it. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah. Because you have so many different realms within your work, and it's not just like photography and directing and poetry. And then you're also like a collage artist. And I really like how you also. I didn't necessarily introduce you as a collage artist mm. because it was bare words. I didn't want to confuse people. Mm. But I love the way that you, when you describe yourself and you write it down, you describe yourself as a collage artist mm. separately as the as a poet, as a director, as a photographer. It doesn't just fall under photography. Mm. And I think that's really, really beautiful and really nice and you know kind of embodies you know how multifaceted you are it's really exciting thank you but um cool let's get everyone to get to know you a little bit more Mm -hmm. um let's go back to the beginning then how did you get into photography in the first place um I actually studied it at a level or as level that was your first introduction yeah like I didn't take it on further than that but because of that that stimulated me to like actually pick up a camera Mm -hmm. and my dad gave me like his old point and shoot camera um which I still have and I was shooting on that for like five years you shoot film yeah so that's like my intro to it through that tiny little camera Mm -hmm. um and then I just I feel like I fell into this was that camera did you say what camera it was Olympus MJU I, I see quite a lot of people like with them because they're quite hardy like they're not they don't break easily and it's a good one to kind of Step step in with first, yeah, because you're just snap snapping like, and you can bring it with you everywhere. And I mm. think you know having that portability is so nice, yeah, because you get to go and you got it, yeah. But I think what I was gonna say is, 
I really fell in love with the idea that like I don't see the image immediately. You know, I have to trust like what whatever it is that I'm seeing in that moment, I've got to trust that basically. Mm-hmm. And then it might fuck up or it might. Can I swear? Yeah. Okay. Everyone knows asked this. <laughs> you know what I'm going to Um It's not the BBC. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. Um, but yeah, I think you, you don't know if it's going to fuck up or you don't know if it's be going to be a beautiful image. And I love that toss up. I love mm. that. Um, so yeah. Element of risk to it. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Keep from your toes. So yeah, you introduced to it at a- GCSE, you said, yeah? So AS, like that's the one you do okay. like the year before. And then I was just like, bun this because he gave me a B, my teacher. And I was Wait, just you like, didn't even do it A-level? No. Oh, okay, better. Because he then, gave me a B, he didn't but like what, my Did you work. just randomly decide to do photography at AS? Or yeah. were you good at art in GCSE and then you were like, photography is kind of like art? I did art and I was always, I guess, like surrounded by it, like growing up. Like my parents were quite like um, into like going to galleries and things like that. Oh, so okay, nice. especially fashion imagery has always like informed I guess my earlier like perception. Yeah. And the then, pictures I've seen of your mum, she was always a hairdresser. Yeah. The colours. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, my mum is like a huge influence on, I guess, like the way I perceive colour mm-hmm. in a way. And I notice that more and more as I, like, my practice develops. Definitely colour is like one of my major like, um, for, like driving forces when it comes to like creating an image, yeah. creating a video, whatever it is. Cool. Yeah. We'll get into that more because one of my questions coming up is going to be about like composition and stuff. And I guess mm. colour comes into balance in that. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you dropped it at AS, but then you went on to do it at uni, no foundation. Yeah. So How it, did you then decide? Because you were just doing it on yourself. You were just like self-leading yourself or what? Yeah. So when I, so obviously that was when I was like 16 AS. Just continued shooting. I was shooting all the time. Just shooting with my friends, shooting everyone around me, doing little things here and there. Um, went to my foundation level and I was like 18 and then that's when I was like that's when I decided to go down the moving image route because um, mm. I your foundation yeah I'm surprised by that you know yeah I don't know why because um I know I know what you mean yeah. like I feel like when I realized how early on it was that I kind of just started to see how the way I see things through a camera it can also be you know moving image it doesn't just have to be a static image mm-hmm. But that's where kind of like the transition happened on foundation of what Ravensbourne, um, and I'm that like, very pivotal to you. One hundred percent. I met like so many of my key collaborators and like friends, like people mm-hmm. that I really like value in my life, like mm-hmm. on on a professional basis, but also like you know your family, your mom, yeah, your family. yeah, exactly. Yeah, love that. Um, so uni was good, and then you went on and you did post. No, well, it's not post grad, is it? That. Uh, What's it called? BA. BA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm slow today. <laughs> BA. Don't worry, don't worry. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I did, went on to do my BA at LCC um, in film practice. I didn't actually know you went to LCC. How was that? Uh, I think going to uni to do film, like, is not always the best decision, simply because, like, the best way to learn to make films is to make films, just, like, mm-hmm. even when you're starting out, as shoddy as they'll be, you're making them and that's the best way to learn. Yeah. I feel like in a degree course, you're kind of held back slightly from doing that because there's so much like of a breakdown in terms of like film theory and then all these different components. Yeah, Yeah, it almost delays the actual making. Interesting. Um, Would you go again if you had the chance? No, but I met again, it's meeting the people there, the people that Mm -hmm. I met there, like I love so much. This is a common thing that keeps coming up in the podcast. The people are like... 
Yeah, man. Art schools and that are good because just the people that you surround yourself with. Definitely. And not necessarily the teaching at all, to be honest. Because it's a small pool of people, right? And it's like like-minded. You meet like-minded people that mm. want to ultimately make maybe the same things as you. And that's something that you might not get as easily in like a if you're just out here doing it on your own. Yeah. That's a lot more of a like tricky find. Mm -hmm. Not all the time, but sometimes. Yeah, hard. Yeah. So you graduated when? Like two years ago? Two years ago. What have you been working on at the moment? Just like, the, let's place you right now. Mm -hmm. So at the moment, um, I'm working on a short film. Like I'm in the, the pre-production stages um, of this short film called High Beams. Do you want to say the name? We can do a blurb if you want. Yeah. Okay, cool. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, Are you literally saying yesterday you don't want to say the name of the thing, you've got I to protect know, it. I know. Okay, we're going to... Is that right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, this is like a project that has been in the works for a few months. I wrote the script like earlier this year and we're going to shoot it hopefully in August, like mid-August. Um, and it touches on friendship, grief, community, especially like as a teenager not having necessarily the language to be able to mm -hmm. articulate grief and talk about that openly 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 and and so how do we like find other modes of like expressing and and um yeah i guess like witnessing grief yeah because that's a major thing you know mm -hmm. you, sometimes you, you need that to be seen yeah 100 percent. yeah so um, I'm excited for that. That's yeah. gonna be an August. I'm so excited for that. I'm I'm excited. Like we'll get into it in a, in a second. I just thought though, maybe let's quickly just like let people know like the key themes that you're like addressing within your work because maybe that's something that I didn't I didn't I kind of brushed over. I was kind of focusing on the mediums a little bit more. Mm. So what would you say like the key themes are? I guess it's not in necessarily in your music video stuff because that's always way more collaborative. Definitely. But when you have free reign on your things, like mm. what's the stuff that you would like to address? I think yeah. Again, community is always gonna be what I'm like rooted in and you're always, like I think in my work there's always a slight like um influence of that coming mm. in when you say community what do you mean I guess like a shared perspective and mm. and trying to create something that is relatable for anyone when they're like watching it or seeing it they can feel it first mm -hmm. you know I think that's why emotion always drives my work but in terms of like my key themes yeah I guess like community and then beyond that like Grief is always going to be something that I think is important mm. because, like, I guess losing my mother at the age of nine, like, you, that can't not influence, yeah, like, forever, everything yeah. to an extent. So, and and influence my creative practice and the way I think and da 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 and like, um, and then friendship, I guess, love and all the ways that manifests itself both platonically and not platonically, romantically, like, and all the in between. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think those are like my key themes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Beautiful. And let's go back into like the process you were speaking about a minute ago, I guess. I'm kind of like going to jump between. So normally what we do is like we focus on when you talk about process with everyone, we go on a particular project and we focus on that one project to make it clear. But because one, you have so many different projects and two, your work's very like linear, like everything intertwines and intertwines and like all your different projects although they're all very different and I'm sure the approach is very different you're like I think today we're going to think about more like your approach to making and your thoughts to making as a whole rather than mm. a particular project mm. um, just to give a bit of context to the listeners and um, yeah so then I kind of want to jump maybe back to your development of your new film that's going to be coming out your mm. is it would you what would you call it is that your date would it be your debut sh short film now 
I guess so, but because like I ha- none of my short films have seen the light of day. Yeah, because that's what I was gonna say. I'd like, yeah, that's why I even asked. Like, was it, it was music videos at the start? Because I haven't even seen one of your short films now. No, it was short films first. Um, but again, when you're working like collaboratively, like in a in a uni course, it's like not everyone is always like, you know, people have got things going on basically. Mm. So it was always a case of like in the in the post production of something would go wrong mm-hmm. and which is just like the saddest part because it's they all still got made they all yeah. still got written um but then something would always mess up whether it's sound or hey, like so yeah yeah but that's not gonna happen no more because we grow now and you're gonna you're taking complete charge of your thing and that's what's really good you're really good at like facilitating and bringing people together which is a really good trait obviously as a director mm. i feel like you also take a production role to quite a lot well, i guess on your music video stuff like definitely that. like obviously that's probably based on budget as well like the peers that we probably make with but mm. you also i've noticed that within you, you you do take a production role at the same time definitely yeah and or just like having an oversight of that because mm. i guess because i work in production and i have worked in production as you like day job until five mm. I have like a really good understanding of like how things need to come together rationally and just like practically, mm-hmm. um, which definitely serves again my practice because I, I can just understand when something creatively is not going to happen for a certain reason, whether that's budget or this person can't do that, this person can do that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. So building a team is also just like super important. Yeah. Um, but you asked me a question. I asked you a question. I really did ask you a question. Oh, I wanted to get on to so your new short. What, what can we refer to it as? Because I don't want to say I don't want to say the name of the sh- your your upcoming upcoming up- upcoming short, short film. film. Yeah, I feel like what was really interesting about that is you took yourself away when you wrote that script. I guess no. Let's talk about from the very beginning of that because you said mm. that you when the idea first came to you. Maybe let's get onto that. You take it away, man. Let me not try to speak for you. Um, I think in terms of like how the idea formed itself. Like, I think music has always been, like, a huge influence on my ideas. Across all your projects, not just this Everything. Mm -hmm. Like, even when I'm making a collage in, like, the studio, I'll have music on. And that will... I I can see how certain music manifests itself through the collage, which Mm. is kind of crazy. Do you think that's... um, Does that manifest itself in... Because I, I compare this to my work and how I respond to music. Like, I, when I'm responding to music within my paintings, it's, like, very gestural and it's the physical movement. Mm. So a lot of your collages are, like, ripped ripped up paper and then they're scanned just so everyone has, like, that visual imagery. Mm. Um, is it is that reflected in, like, the way that you're ripping stuff up? So you're listening to, like, some crazy jazz. I don't know if you're jazz or not. But yeah. you're ripping it up, like, kind of quick. Or is it, do you mean, like, the visual imagery is a response to the, yes. to the music? Or it's the actual f- physical papers mm. and things? Or both? I think it's it's definitely, like, grounded in a sense of place and, like, again, feeling. But, like, you know, when you listen to a song and you might already think of a story behind it or where that song is talking from, mm-hmm. I think, like, that's what inspires me and I'll come up with a whole sort of, like, feeling, again, or idea that's, like, surrounded by an ambiguous thought that's, like, related to that song mm-hmm. somehow and yeah i guess then i'll just like try and visually like show that the feeling that you get when you listen to mm-hmm. that song um and then so in regards to like the short film i was listening to burial's album um and latest one it's like an old one I, you know what? i can't even remember the title of it but it's on soundcloud like the whole album is on soundcloud okay but and i was just listening to it on we'll the train hmm? we'll share that for sure for sure and it was raining i was just on the train and then yeah, like the thought 
because I was imagining the setting of this music and I was already imagining mm. characters and, and, a, and a place and, and then everything sort of fell into place and I was like, boom, okay, this is the idea. Wrote it down in my phone, and like literally in a really short form logline like, um, note. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, cool, okay, let's put that to the back of my mind. But it was there. The idea had already like crystallized and then I just Left took... Left mm, And also just like not force it because I'm conscious like things also in terms of like writing a script for me it's like I need to have time and Mm -hmm. like if I try and force that when I'm in London and I'm like I don't know I'm doing my thing I feel like it wouldn't have come out so like um calmly Mm -hmm. like so then especially when you're trying to speak for all these different characters and understand all their emotions if you're like in the middle of that the hustle and bustle and that I guess it's not as easy to tap into those individual things it kind of would all become one voice in in a, in a way because there's so much noise all around you and like action all around you definitely and then that's is that when you took yourself away for the weekend to this to the seaside yeah yeah like I, I went to Hastings like because my parents used to have like a caravan near there and um I don't know why what made me decide to go back but yeah I ended up there just for the weekend so I could just write it and then I just wrote it out in like two days um Hard. But it was like Before quite a you few got weeks. To the script bit, do you have like a, a rough like plan? No. So you just straight go in with the script? Yeah. Okay, but I just like wrote the whole thing. You know um, what the film was gonna be roughly, and then you had those notes on your thing, and then you just turned those notes into a whole like conversational yeah. piece. Yeah. Because again, I think sometimes you've got to trust the subconscious and the fact that like mm. when you've had that initial initial idea, your subconscious is already doing some work. You know, like whether you're dreaming or you're just like, mm-hmm. there's other things happening in your mind that are going to allow you sometimes to just like, and when you trust it, you you we will sometimes be able to just sit down and be like, okay, this is all of it, like live and direct, mm-hmm. like. But I think it's easy to just like kind of start questioning that sometimes and like feel a bit like, and that's definitely why I feel like I'm in a new phase right now because mm-hmm. before when it came to my writing. I would have been more questionative or I don't know if that's a word, but I would have been more like questioning of mm. my own like motives, my own Intention story, my own okay. intentions, faltering a bit. Mm. Whereas now it feels Critiquing like... yourself before it's finished. Yeah, exactly. Whereas mm. now it feels like I can just like fully dive into it, like writing. Um, and you think that makes you produce better work? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trusting myself, yeah. basically. How Which is always an ongoing process, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I'm on like... I'm on my final draft now, but there's been like three, three drafts. And how do you know it's the end? You're just like reading it, you're like, because you say you don't want to over critique. So Mm. did you give yourself, because I guess it's the kind of thing where you could just be doing that for like five years, Mm. going over this same script, like making every little thing, Mm. like any advice to knowing when to stop with the editing? I think obviously getting people that you trust and you respect and and you look up to. Mm -hmm. um, So you had some sense Yeah. 100% and then as soon as like they came back to me and they they gave me their feedback which all seemed to like line up um did you get so more than one person yeah I got about like three different and were they script writers and directors or were they DOPs or yeah like two of them were my yeah I got my DOP to read it yeah I guess they're all like filmmakers Mm -hmm. Um, maybe let's go in a little bit to then like DOP and like the people that you're surrounding yourself and working with mm. how what do you look for in the people that you're working with and how do you yeah first that's my first question I think um, 
do you know what it makes me think of this quote that I had like heard Issa Rae saying and she was basically like work she was saying giving advice to young people yeah exactly you already know like and she was just basically saying work horizontally not Mm. vertically um and that's how you will get to where you want to go and I'm a strong believer in that and I think that is she said that man because I feel like even even though I feel like all, all like me and you and like the people we surround ourselves with we do all work like horizontally mm. but there's always like in the back of your head you think oh i should be talking to someone that's that's the, that's a step above or something like that and, and sometimes I, it I've does never, make I've, sense it does make sense but i've just i've never heard someone on that platform say that because when you think of networking you think of someone that's that could do something for you mm. not that you can well, i guess i know what you mean like you know I mean? not something not like a symbiotic relationship necessarily mm, nice more so like a, a yeah i'm gonna get something out of this Whereas I, I definitely see such a longevity um, for all of us to just be able to like, well, in, for example, in my little network, I'm helping you, you're helping me. Um, and and it, we're growing from that, you know. Is it purely based off their style that you choose to work with them or is it like... They know me well. So they, they know what already what I want out of something. They know how I want to construct an image or how I'm going to work with actors or whoever. It, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, for example, now, like, um, we're casting for the short film mm-hmm. and um, my friends Knox and Izzy who have like casting background are oh, shout out them shout yeah, out them shout yeah. out them um, shout out Knox these lot are helping me cast and but they kind of know my I think they know me and they know my energy so they kind of have like an understanding as a as a director as well how I want to kind of approach and know what will align with you and the kind of people as well yeah and, I, yeah. and that's not to say that friendship and working with friends is always the best idea. Definitely not. No, right? Yeah. But it's a, it's a case of like testing things out. And I and I do feel like a lot of it is like instinct. And I, I feel like when I do follow that, as hard as that is sometimes, like it usually pays off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. So you get your team. So let's actually go a bit more into like the process then of, of like putting a film together. Mm. So, you know, you're on the train, the mm-hmm. idea comes to you based off of music inspiring you at first. Mm. It's, it's interesting because you said what came first to me is I was thinking about the space that that person might be in. And then you went more into the character. And that's really interesting because you, you were speaking more about narrative at the start and that being a leading force. Mm. But straight away, just then you were actually speaking more about like the visual and I guess that's probably where like mm. your photography mind comes in because you're 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 thinking about a snapshot and then you built off that like snapshot in your brain so that's quite interesting mm. um and then from that you went and you wrote the script and then when you once that script's patterned like or mm-hmm. during the patterning process mm. what's what what comes next you so, get your t- team together yeah exactly so I like as soon as that was written um I was already thinking like who can help me produce it um because obviously the producer is the person that's going to like make things happen mm-hmm. um and the most like one of the most important or even not the most important like role Hundred, like yeah. um difficult job that yeah man mm. <sighs> honestly it's hard mm-hmm. work um so yeah getting a producer on board like and then sending the script to my dop alex shout out alex did you, you have d- any visual references at that point or was it just script yeah but did you have like a mood board or something or like a no, but what we will do is like, um, we'll put together like a shot list, mm-hmm. and this is probably like everyone's got a different way of doing it, yeah, and then we're gonna just sit and like watch the films that are like inspiring me and and feeding into like how it will look, um, yeah. so that we can like establish um, a visual language for the film, 
um, which is like an amalgamation of like all these different films, mm. all these different references that um, inform my like Yeah, that's so style. interesting that that comes at this point slash hasn't even come yet in this point in the process. Like to me, I would have thought that that would have come simultaneously with the script mm. and the casting. So that's, that's super interesting. Again, I think like when it comes to for example like this project because alex knows me so well the, um, the dop the dop mm-hmm. and um he just knows my style he knows my references like we know each other do you know what i mean like mm-hmm. he already knows how it's gonna look basically yeah. and i love that you know i love that he knows how many times have you worked together um we've only worked on like two videos together but we've known we went to foundation mm-hmm. so we went to foundation together so we've known each other a long back, time yeah and i've seen him develop and he's doing sick things are your works individually when you work individually are your work similar um i think probably yeah there's aspects of his practice that mm. are like kind of similar maybe in terms of like how he would like um compose a frame and, and stuff like that okay. but I think aside from that, it's just like getting each other. Yeah, let's talk composing frame then, because that was like one of my main questions as well. Is that, and it's something that I struggle with a lot, is like composition and figuring out composition. Mm. Um, and I guess you might have taught yourself that through photography first, and now it's transcended into film. Mm. Um, yeah, so like how how do you make sure something is composed right? Is there like a maths to it? Not like maths, maths, but you know, a maths to it. I think, um, again, I don't know what I'm saying again, but basically I think you have to know that there's actually no right way and then from there you make your own right way mm-hmm. so whether that's your you're following things and you're making everything very like symmetrical mm-hmm. or maybe you want to play around with focus and you want to mm. have this out of focus and in the background you can see everything I think those are the like getting to it like and just like doing it so shooting every day mm-hmm. informs your own like eye and then you basically build your style off of that yeah again like, that's a major thing is like just trusting yourself and yeah. knowing that like the more you shoot the more you're going to find what feels right to you mm-hmm. and i think yeah no one can come and tell you oh this is how you should compose an image because it's like how do we find like individuals and how do we find like the next like mm-hmm. star of, like that's yeah. how we're like thinking of things yeah. do you in know the, what I mean in those shot lists and when you're thinking about the compositions or whatever the shot list mainly do you set yourself like some rules and regulations when you're doing it to make sure you know you're making this film that one half isn't completely wanting and then the other half is wanting mm. or do you like it to be like that do you set yourself rules or something like that I think again like establishing a visual language and that just comes about from like knowing your references so Mm -hmm. you might want a really handheld approach or you might want things to be very like clean cut and everything to be feel very um uh again like thought through i think that that again is just like built via like references and Mm -hmm. stuff like that and having those conversations yeah and with your references I love references is always my favorite part of the episodes how do you find your references and the way you're looking for references and because I feel like yeah I feel like that's something I'm not that strong at you know I know what you mean I think like what I find a good way of finding people that I am drawn to or inspired by is like even if it's like one person that you have that you're interested in Mm -hmm. it's always interesting to find out who inspired them and who changed them and who changed the way they were thinking and going back to that person's route. And then you'll find a trail. 
And that's really interesting because I think then you end up finding people and and like projects that inspire mm. you that you would have never even like thought mm. of before. But I feel like that's difficult to do though because that's always been something that I like because like whenever I like an artist, mm. it's kind of links of why I even started the podcast is that I want to know who who's inspiring that artist. Exactly what you're saying. Mm. It's like, how do we find out that information though? Because it's bare time. Man, don't want to actually share who's inspired them. Do you know what? I watch so many interviews. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I like I, if I like someone and I find them like interesting, um, we good? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> then I'll just like watch all the interviews I can find about them because I find it very interesting like how people articulate themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true, actually. I do the same with artists. In my artist research, I watch the interviews. I don't read mm. what other people have written about them. I, t- I, I like to see how they articulate themselves and their practice. Exactly. And that's always when someone will bring up a book, they'll bring up a film, they'll bring up a person mm. that has clearly like altered something about them that has put them in the position where they are now you know even if it's in a really really small incremental way like Mm. those type of things I find really interesting because then there's a little path and then you follow that book or you you find that film and then you watch that and you're like oh I get it I get it I get how that has informed them Mm -hmm. and I think that's such a beautiful thing and that really excites me slowly getting all the ingredients for the the recipe basically Mm. yeah like I literally have a a list yeah, how, well, do you, how, just how do you organise your references? I don't really. But yeah. I, I, the thing that I do have and I always have on me, like in my phone, um, I have a list of names. And the, the names of like people that inspire me and that I look up to. Um, why, anywhere why do you from think my... it's important to have that list of names? So when someone asks you, you have it there? Or for you it's like personally? A, like, why? Mm, it's like a reminder, mm-hmm. you know, and a reminder that, those people exist and and i think you know seeing their names and seeing how different they all are but they all have something in them that must draw me to them like i just like that i like the the visual of that and um and it's like anyone from my mentor to like a novelist or Mm. do you know what i mean it's it's such a mixed bag um but i see them all on equal footing if Mm. that makes sense because something about them has inspired me. Yeah, you mentioned mental. Like, how do you, like, who's your men- not necessarily who is, you don't say who it is, but like, mm. how do you find a mentor and how do they help you and how's that, you know, influenced you? So I found my mentor through um, the photographer's gallery um, mm-hmm. develop. It wasn't necessarily like straight through that, but essentially the photographer's gallery have a scheme for young people called develop. Um, I think that's what it's called. And they have their own Instagram as well. It's a TPG develop, I think. Um, And they run portfolio reviews. They also run like peer reviews of your work. Is it for a certain age group? Yeah, I think it's like 16 to 25, Mm -hmm. 16, 24. Um, So what you can do is like go online and and you can meet other photographers. And I think this, it came about more so maybe after the pandemic um, because it was online based. Yeah, the online thing, Mm. yeah. And so I just happened to like, be on one of the sessions because I was intrigued uh, to like what it would be like. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. exactly. And um, one of the like guys there who was running it, he was like, "Oh, do you know about this project um, that was going on um, running with like Photo Fusion, um, which is in Brixton?" Mm-hmm. And what's Photo Fusion? Photo Fusion is like a photo center in um, mm-hmm. Brixton. What that- do you mean center? So they do like processing, they create prints, they also have a gallery space. Like a big hub basically for photographers to love up life. Yeah. Like Photo Fusion is like sick. Like 
definitely um, a good place to know about as like a young photographer. Yeah, hard. So through anyway, through, so the long and short of it, through that project mm-hmm. um, that this guy told me about, mm-hmm. um, I met D, who's my mentor, who also ended up being a lecturer. Well, he is a lecturer at LCC, but we'd never our paths had never crossed. What kind of photography? Um, I guess like documentary, mm-hmm. like social documentary photography. Um, is like his sort of world yeah um and yeah like it so it happened very roundabout but what i would say is that that was because i just went on to this like session and and i was just up for talking to people and yeah. basically seeing what other people were saying and then it just happened you know i think that's why yeah. putting yourself out there and being in spaces even if you don't really feel like it um it's super important because you just never know who you're gonna meet and that's like such a beautiful thing so like putting yourself in those maybe at times uncomfortable not uncomfortable but you know can be yeah a bit daunting situations and then mm. when you've got a passion for something just like kind of got to push it in that sense yeah definitely and also just like not putting too much pressure on yourself and just mm. being like i'm gonna just turn up to this today and i'm gonna just see what happens and then usually when you the, the less you force it like something's gonna come out come mm. about um so yeah that's how that happened 100 you say that they're a documentary um type photographer and that reminds me let's talk about your tender wounds project because mm-hmm. that's a photography series that you've been doing for like what eight eight years is that right yeah I'm exaggerating yeah yeah, eight yeah. Years, i'm right right yeah, yeah yeah eight years that's mad yeah and it's basically um a like social documentary autobiographical mm-hmm. photography series that you've been working on and documenting over all of these years mm-hmm. um should we talk about that a little bit yeah yeah for sure like you want to summarize it as no well? i feel that, like that, yeah. that was pretty good okay i think like um it's a project that's like grown with me so it's it's changed over the years and the meaning of it has Mm. you know something that started off me documenting my friends ultimately like became more of a like discovery of myself how I've created like a or had to create like my own family um from like a young age Mm. that was like outside of the home yeah um you're an only child as well isn't it mm, yeah 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 And, like, obviously when my mum died, like, mm-hmm. m- like it was just me in the house. My dad was working, so it was, like, yeah. I had to kind of, like, find other ways of, like, belonging. Mm-hmm. Um, so, retrospectively speaking, although the project, like, started as, like, a, a maybe, like, a little dumb thing of, like, me just, photo- click, click. like, taking yeah. photos of my friends in, like, serendipitous situations, it, like, became or has become like a, a reckoning with grief in a way and also like a um an understanding of that and an understanding of an exploration more so of like how we how we do find modes of belonging like that exist outside of the home mm. um and through the lives of like these people that I love as much as it is my like although I'm not in the photos I'm just as present because I've decided to take that photo for, for a reason, a moment mm-hmm. that has moved me or... A hundred. Whether that's joy, sadness, yeah. reflection, like, and, and seeing that Curiosity, in the faces yeah. of the people I love, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's beautiful. You've got basically like a diary. Of essentially. Of the years of your life. Yeah. A visual diary. Yeah. For about two, for always, and that's like so beautiful. And there's no there's no thoughts of stopping soon. I don't think so. I've, well, my mentor was like, you've got to stop at, at some point, like in your 20s. Um, cause I I guess the idea would be to exhibit, yeah, all together, book or exhibition, you know. So both, both, true, very mm-hmm. very true. There's no limits. There's no <laughs> limits in this life, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so true. 
But um, yeah, I think definitely something physical because the work is so. Um, it's film. Yeah, man, and 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 it's like the feeling of it. It it, it needs to exist beyond the phone, mm. like, and I want people to really like tap in, like, because it's not it's, true. it's not for me. It's for other people. Through the phone, which is actually quite interesting. Yeah, it isn't a negative thing at all because like the emotional impact it already has on me is like mad. Mm. Considering that most That's of the time that I have it is through Instagram, which is like mm. really crazy. Like I only went on your website like earlier this week, and it's just like it's mad. So when that does happen. I'm very, very excited. And to see it all together as well, you're literally going to see the development of it all and development of your practice, of your emotions, of your understanding and your connections with these people, mm. who the reoccurring faces are, who the new faces are, mm. who like the random fucking faces are, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's going to be all so of beautiful. It. Yeah. No, it's, it's definitely something that I look forward to that I ch also try not to think about too much as well. Yeah. Because I think that will happen naturally. Well, like, was the, your subconscious is doing it anyway. Yeah. Yeah, like exactly. We and we were saying before we came on that this Tender Wounds project connects now with your new film. Mm -hmm. um, and like, like we were saying at the very beginning, like all your work interlinks with each other. Definitely. You're such an emotional being, so like it really like, obviously it's all gonna mm. like interlink, which is so different to me because I have different projects and they're like separate entities altogether. Mm. But I think it's because I have a very logical approach mm. to things rather than like an emotional approach a lot of the time, mm -hmm. um, which isn't good or bad, but like, you it's know, just I mean, a different, different mode. Yeah. yeah. Um, modes of making modes of making <laughs> um and then i wish i had the button in it it was like a little a little dun, 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 dun. yeah but not that but you no know, yeah you should get that that'll be sick okay, but, okay. <laughs> so, let me think about um and yeah so like, can we talk about how maybe the connection is between your upcoming film and tender wounds 100 you? Yeah, yeah definitely i think like um you know it when you correlate the two or when you put them beside each other they're not much there's not much difference in terms mm -hmm. of like thematically um if anything the film is like a scene from one of the photographs that i've taken hard but extended um i step into it yeah yeah like a portal do you have any of those photos in particular that you're going to put on the mood board or something probably yeah definitely i think like my own photos will always be like somehow slotted into my treatments somehow lingering in the background as like a um, reference point mm -hmm. um but essentially the the film is about two best friends going home from a rave off the m25 um and one of them is in like a a slight state of like wavering psychosis mm -hmm. um and is trying to cope with grief that has been suppressed and is is suppressed during this whole kind of like journey in through the forest <clears throat> and to like the motorway and ultimately like her best friend is trying to like come to terms with that herself witnessing that which is also really hard so both of their it's both of their stories yeah even though they're dealing with very different things which also you know are the same but different yeah, yeah. definitely like that's really nice because i I don't know, in my head it was um, when you first told me it, and I guess we said it in like passing as well. Mm. I was I was picturing it from very much the singular mm. um, woman's like viewpoint. Experience. She was, yeah, her experience, mm. not both friends. And I think that's really, really beautiful because I also think, you know, like when, when you're with a friend and they're going through something, it's like effect, not Sometimes it's as just much. as painful. Yeah, it's like, it's being, I feel like I've had that a lot in my life where things are happening to people around me. I'm the person that's 
that's there next to it. And it's really interesting now that you're going to get, you know, both of those people's experience equally. Mm. Um, that's really beautiful. I really love that. I think like, there's always going to be like an emotional 360 for me. I can't ever just focus on like one character, one experience, one like tunnel. Mm -hmm. Like, it's the community thing. Again, yeah. I yeah. always acknowledging and, and respecting each perspective and I'm really like trying to genuinely like portray that because it is really hard when your friend's going through it and or whoever's going through it in your life and you don't know what to do. Yeah. And that's scary. That's a scary thing. Mm -hmm. Um so that pain is something I'm also exploring in the script as well as the fact that of uh, all the clear and deep rooted pain of like mm -hmm. grief and and so all those things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um both perspectives are like yeah, yeah really important to explore. Yeah, how are you handling, kind of like off topic, but how mm. are you handling budget with this film? And mm. how do you handle that with, you know, projects that you have? Because yeah. obviously, this ain't a cheap game. Yeah. How are you handling that and what's your approach? So like, I've kind of like saved like some of my own money. Um, and that's definitely what's going towards it. And like, I'm in a grateful enough position where like my family's going to give me some money towards it. And then... So when it comes so nice. yeah it's like definitely like a position of privilege and like big blessing um yeah i'm super grateful that like they're supportive of like what i want to do because like what i want to do is kind of crazy you know what i mean just in yeah. terms of like me wanting to be a director like that's do you know what i mean that's yeah it's a bit mad um so yeah and then when it comes to like actual production i'm just getting trying to get as much support as possible there's also like a a few like funding options that we're trying to look into. Mm -hmm. How um, do you learn how to balance? So you so you like like you said you're like lucky and in this position where you're being able to get help. Mm. How are you? How do you know where to put what money where? Because obviously there's the equipment, there's all of this shit, mm. and there's so much. And I guess equipment probably will end up probably I assume taking the most. Mm. Um, hopefully, yeah. Hopefully not too much. Yeah, because that's the thing. Like pulling favors and and you know alex used to work in like a kit house so it's like there's a certain amount of discount you can get yeah. um and then potentially getting support from my work um mm -hmm. seeing whether they're open to that you know yeah. what i mean so would you say it's like if you want to be a director or something like that it's good to work your nine to five is is ha helpful if you're working in the same industry rather than you know some, something completely random because when these moments do come you might be able to Ask. yeah ask for support yeah. or guidance you know that's yeah. a major thing as well just like someone telling you yo you mm. shouldn't do it like that i'm gonna you're gonna get in trouble yeah yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like someone giving it to yeah. you real um i think to what kind of thing would get you in trouble what kind of thing like for example there's do? one scene in the film where they're by a motorway and one of them is well having like a, a another episode of like psychosis and in my mind, that's like written right beside the motorway, like as cars are speeding past. I'm and imagining, yeah. Yeah, you can you get the gist. I mean, you got to pull over and pee when you're younger. Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. So that is a risk in itself. And like when I even mentioned that to like Harry, the producer, and my work, he was like, "Flora, like that's not really. You can't really do that. Mm. <laughs> you can't really do that unless it's like a real pavement. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, and there's like, it's actually a place someone can walk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's illegal to be, pull up there, I swear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like so. So now, how, what's your response? You got told that, and now we just find another way of it doing work. it. You, did you, you just go got to that this Mark constant trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, a, he's on my list. 
come to my mind. He's yeah, on my yeah, list yeah. of people. Yeah, yeah, because that's all like set underneath the, the subway thing. Yeah, he's people. a major reference. Mm. Like, not necessarily for this film, but like in general. Like, yeah. I love his work and how he kind of like talks about spirituality or like the mm. otherworldly. Yeah, but he's funny, also, you know. I was at um, the CS, um, CSM thing the other week, and mm. on, on the Friday he had like a. I thought it was going to be like a screening of like the students' films, and then he was just going to be there just to gas them up. Mm. But no, it was like a screening of his, his inspirations. Oh, damn! And my man was showing TikToks. My man was showing people kikiing on TikTok really? and shit. Yeah, that was just a joke, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. I thought I was going to go into this deep that thing. Surprise no. me though. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It I feel was like too funny. Very it was like a meme. The whole thing array. was like a meme. Damn. Yeah, yeah. It was jokes. <laughs> I should have told you about that stuff. Um, <laughs> but that was quite funny. Is there any other like references then that you you have? Or did I interrupt you there? Nah. I bet. No, you're good. Um, references. Nan Golden, 100%, is always going to inform my work. Nan Golden? Who She's what? a photographer, social okay. documentary photographer. Um, so it all go, always goes back to the social documentary being like a big thing of yours. Or do you have any like more avant-garde references and stuff like that? Um, Not that you should. I'm just curious like how you're rooted. I guess like words are a huge thing you know like, like literature yeah like reading, literature reading, reading? reading poetry and stuff like that um like ocean Vuong, i think you asked me like one third mm. for like some books that have inspired yeah me. let's talk about that let's 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 get into that actually let's get into that yeah um so ocean Vuong definitely like has has played like a role in, in terms of like articulating really tricky emotions mm -hmm. really tricky like subjects so reading how other people have articulated emotion has taught you now mm. how to do it and is that like poetry or is it yeah okay cool that's poetry but he's also like released a novel as well um is it like a red cover with an orange yeah thing on it it's got like orange leaves yeah there's a few that, different did it bring that the noble no noble yeah one saying major yeah like, yeah he's yeah. just like so a complete brain box. yeah yeah but cool um and I guess, like, in, uh, I think I also sp spoke to you, like, how about how how important music is for me and keeping my lot, if that makes sense. Like, so I guess, like, Sampha's album, Process, and even, like, seeing that last week, you know, live, mm, was just a bit mad. of a full circle yeah. moment for me because it's, like, I've been listening to that album since I was young. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't even until, like, a few, like, five years after that I'd started listening to it that I realised like that was um you know written and made like after his mum died no way you didn't know that yeah I didn't that's know that so interesting and like, the whole time I was resonating with it and that's I didn't even so, know that's so beautiful right yeah um wow magical that's mm. the thing that's the thing like there's so many magical things that like happen day to day and and mm -hmm. Yeah, sometimes I get really overwhelmed by it, like, a lot of the time because I think, like, sometimes the beauty of it, beauty of it all can yeah. be a lot. Yeah, I know? guess it just reminds you that we're spiritual beings instead of everything that we're told that we are every day, which is, like, these machine-type things, you know what I mean? Mm. And you feel so much, you know, like, mm. without even realising it, even if, even if you're not ready for it, you're feeling it somewhere. Yeah. But anyway, that... The album. 100% yeah, process. Yeah. Um, and then even just seeing how, like, um, Khalil Joseph, the director of the album film, you know, brought that poetry to life visually. If anyone's seen the mm. album film, crazy. I watched that. you got to watch it if you haven't. I think it's on Apple Music. Okay. But um, 
yeah, man, like the, that was also just like a major thing. I was just like, wow, like the, again, kind of um, symbiosis of like the film and the music and yeah. like how that was just so perfectly aligned. Have you thought about jumping back now to the, mm-hmm. to, 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 to the um, short film? Mm-hmm. Have you thought about the music for that yet? Yeah. Was Definitely. that one of the first things as well? Yeah. I find it so interesting that all of these bits happen before like the mood board and that. That's but everyone's got a different process, in it? Like someone, some yeah. people might mood board first nah. and then they might write a script, which yeah. would be mad to me. I mean, I guess for this other short film that you were working on before. The, the, did, what, the recent did, one? Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, did yeah. Um, a visual, visual stuff. I yeah, don't know yeah, what yeah. part of the process it was. So I guess everyone's kind of different mm, for you yeah, as well. So definitely. Um, and you're like, smart. You're using AI at the moment to help you with that. Yeah. Help you visualise. Storyboard. Yeah. Like, so basically, just to give context, there was like a competition recently um, and I submitted a script and then it got like shortlisted. I didn't actually get... Amazing I didn't. Queen. <laughs> you got you got shortlisted though. I got shortlisted. I didn't oh, get through to... People. Yeah, but I didn't get through the to the... the feedback was hard and the concept is amazing. It's going to happen anyway one day. It just wasn't right now. Yeah, definitely going to make that happen. But using like these things that are like at the touch of your fingertips like AI and using that to storyboard makes your life so much easier and also it's just like do you want to share what AI website um yeah it's called um mid journey mm-hmm. mid journey one Is of the directors that I work with put me on he was like you need to start using this if you're not using damn, this you're going to be left behind damn yeah he literally said that to me um Shit, okay. so it's mid journey and then is it free no nah you have to pay for it um, thankfully like my work paid for it which was like God. it's just things like that like are super useful for me yeah. like as a young filmmaker and you wouldn't have known about it otherwise yeah that's like the plus to be able to work in a production house that like actually support you like it's yeah anyway so it's mid journey and then through that you use discord then you literally just type your prompt and then you can just get basically any image that you desire which is just like crazy Nuts. yeah so it's, I remember we went when we went to the dailies film screening thing the mm. guy said that he made that his whole thing through AI as well. Mm. Which the, film was that? It was the kind of one that was like Dune, Dune vibes. Can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I hate myself. I I'm wish so I could bad. remember more. I'm, I'm, I'm a spud today. <laughs> I'm a you're spud good. On the you're today. good. Um, but yeah, dailies, man. Big up dailies. Yeah, shout out dailies and bounce. These are like I can explain what they are. They're, I guess they're like short film. I feel like a lot of people know what bounces, but like dailies is is one that's made perhaps slightly smaller but um they're platforms i guess and they host short film screenings and minutes again that's another one minute mm-hmm. minute shorts they do them as well and the shorts in themselves these events they work as networking things as well 100 yeah like, especially if you, well, if you want to he really wants like he really makes such an inviting environment the guy that runs it yeah thomason yeah yeah that he definitely that's like a major part of it like he wants people to like mm. interconnect and the other be like, ones you've been you're a filmmaker to that. you're an actor yeah all right work together then mm, <laughs> which i love like that's sometimes you need someone to just be like yeah you're gonna talk to each Push other you now. into the corner do it the go yeah. and talk mm-hmm. now <laughs> <laughs> yeah literally though um but yeah like going to those events is just so important man like just watching short films again you just learn what you like and what you don't and what mm. what you stand for what you don't stand for like what kind of camera you want to use mm. you want to shoot on film in these my head things. with the short film things I feel like it's not that in, in for me anyway obviously because I'm not as tapped into film like mm. I'm only becoming more tapped into it as like me and you's friendship grows more mm. but um, which I love thank you mm-hmm. um, anytime and, girl anytime <laughs> and um, but it's just like how do you expose yourself to these new short films because like obviously they're not on 
all the platforms that mm. me and like most people are familiar with. Mm. And I feel like that's why those screening things are so good because these men are finding the things that you can't find They're anywhere else. They're curating them there. Yeah. Yeah. Which is also really nice. Mm, definitely. Yeah. Is there any other like points of inspiration or like references that you have for the people? Um, or anything you want to add because we're coming to the end now. Damn. That's kind of quick, isn't it? Damn, it was quick. Um... I think um, what just happened was when you asked me that, they all just went out of my head. Okay, cool. So just like, keep, I'm going to keep going. But I think just to even give like a slice of advice, I don't know why I'm rhyming now. Slice of advice, it'd be nice if you... We're going to freestyle. Should we freestyle? Yeah, let's freestyle for dead people. <laughs> I think, um, yeah, like, again, I think I touched on it earlier, but like, trust in yourself and like, building that as a muscle like it's just the most important thing mm. like it's so easy now to just look around and be like oh my god I'm not here I'm not there I'm not da 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 like but I think as soon as you know that in yourself everything is going to align as it should when it should mm -hmm. with the people it should then you can let go like and this is advice basically I'm trying to be telling myself so yeah. I just feel like it's good to say it out loud as mm -hmm. well. Like, 100. And you as soon as you... as much as listeners. Mm, and as soon as you just feel like you don't need to, like, be holding on to everything really tightly and you're like, oh, my God, I'm not there yet. Da, da, da. Yeah, like, yeah. as soon as you can let go, I feel like that is when things start to, like, fall into place as mm. they should. Because the projects are their own beings in themselves as well. And I think what you're also... You're, you keep, like, going back to is this, like, state of subconscious. Mm. And you're keeping the... The inspiration flowing you're mm. keeping all this exposure to experiences to what other people are making to things that aren't even directly connected to your practice e.g like music is directly di mm. connected but you know that's a different realm mm. in itself and you're thinking you're keeping all of these things going and keeping the sub but like every now and again you'll tap back into that project and that idea that you have mm. and slowly and slowly it's building in it's itself in this much more natural mm. way rather than you putting bare fertilizer on the ting and then stifling the work mm -hmm. it's funny that I say that because that's actually what we were saying in boxing earlier he's always like don't don't stifle your work you know what I mean like just letting go but also mm. keeping a distance like, what and is that in, in boxing terms he means like don't think about the punch or something like that just... it's like creating distance between you and your opponent like okay. so your punch is gonna land mm. and, and that's you what can, you want in life isn't saying, it you, can, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't wanna be missing out here <laughs> yeah period <laughs> flat on your face yeah exactly yeah um, but yeah, man, I think just trusting yourself is like just so important, and yeah, I think that's just like one of the the best ways to like move forward. Yeah, yeah, I love that. This has been such a beautiful conversation. Um, oh, it has. Yeah, it has. Thank you so much for coming. Where can people find you and see your work? Um, you can find me at Flora Scott Studio. That's my name on Instagram. Mm -hmm. That's like more my work page. I'm not always active on there though, but like that's more my active archive. Enough. Yeah, and then you can find me, find me at like Flora Isabel Scott. And then my website, Flora Scott Studio. Um, yep. It's all going to be in the bio as well, but there you go, people. And what's coming up people can look out for? I know we haven't spoken about Fivefold. Oh, shit, yeah, fuck. But it's because you do a million <laughs> things. It's hard, bro. I told you we can't do it all. I know, so yeah, we true. can get you and Ethan on together for one time. Okay, let's and plug do Fivefold, fivefold quickly, yeah. though. Um, basically, we're preparing an exhibition for the end of what's July. What's Fivefold? Fivefold is a curatorial project that I co-run with my friend Ethan, um, we hold space, at, well, we create space, whether that's an exhibition or whatever is going to develop out of that mm -hmm. um, for underrepresented artists. Um, and yeah, man, we have fun. 
Yep. We'll when's, when's the next exhibition? At the end of July. End of July. End of July. Mm. If this is going to be out there before then, is it? Is it? Who knows? Okay. Well, maybe you've been to one of them, so I hope you had a good time. If, yeah. I hope you guys had a good time. If not, the next one will be coming up in a few other months. Yeah. Or it's out in July. See you guys there. <laughs> but find us. You can find us on Instagram at um, five underscore underscore fold. Um, so artists get in touch. We're always looking for new people to collaborate with. Beautiful. Love. Thank you so much for coming, Flora. Thank you so much. I really appreciate like your time and like everything it was like lovely no, so i appreciate you All right. i appreciate you thank girl. you <laughs>